This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Adele, and today I'm going to share some lessons, some excitement, and some imposter syndrome that popped up from my time in South Florida last week. Man, I made that far too dramatic, I feel like. I'm sitting in my office trying to figure out how to structure this show to share some valuable information, some things that I've went through in the past week, and that led to that long, drawn-out introduction. So I'll jump right into the madness that has been the past 10 days or so. A friend of mine uh, by the name of Vince Del Monte had invited me to train his group of clients inside of his private Facebook community. Now, Vince and I are both a part of the same mastermind group, and we connected through that in late December. He was looking for someone to specialize in organic growth. I raised my hand and said, hey, I'm, I'm good at it. I feel comfortable with it. We hopped on a phone call. Although I had known of him, I didn't really know him. And so it progressed. It progressed into him inviting me to share what I do with his tribe. So I hop on a call, live Zoom training. I had just had microneedling done, so my face is red and bruised and battered. I don't even think about it. Right from How I show up, it just feels natural. And as I see myself looking back through the, the looking glass of a monitor, I go, man, I got to cover, I got to address this real quick. So, of course, I get rid of the elephant in the room and explain to the tribe what I had been doing and why my face looked like I'd been in a fight with Tyson. Then I go into share. And it's almost two hours of just nonstop content. And I left feeling good. I left feeling like there was a lot of value that I added to the marketplace for him. And the feedback from him and his tribe and community was that I did, in fact, leave a positive influence. So much so that he reaches back out and asks me to come to his mastermind down in Tampa, Florida. So I don't know if that's really South Florida, right? I guess that's the west coast of Florida, more towards the north side. But right, I'm in Columbus, Ohio. Everything is South Florida to me. And so as he invites me down, I, of course, say yes. I'm thinking it's a great opportunity to see how he structures his meetings and to get to know new people. Look, I, I admittedly figured he was going to offer me an opportunity to join his mastermind. I'm mean, Here's someone I hold in high regards that I've known for quite some time and literally was just convinced that that's what it was going to be. Come down, sit in the back of the room, take notes, get some information, be pitched the mastermind at the end. And so fast forward another two, or two and a half, three weeks, and it's one Friday removed from his event. And him and his team email asking for my slide deck. I'm scratching my head. I don't, couldn't remember what slide deck, if any, that I used during my presentation for his group. And so I respond back with, look, I, I don't really remember if I used one. And they say, no, 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 we need one for your presentation. And now I'm as confused as could be because my presentation for what? Well, as... The ball continues to bounce, as I like to say. I eventually figure out they're asking me if I wouldn't mind presenting on Friday to his group live in Tampa. We don't really have to ask me twice to stand in front of people and share my message. 
actually love it. It puts me completely in my quote-unquote genius zone. So I say yes, right? I was planning on sharing some things that work inside of the LinkedIn marketplace. And Vince so kindly says, look, there's a lot of value there, but I believe it'd be better to, to revisit some of the things you shared on the group call around Facebook, maybe a little Instagram, and just take that a step deeper. So Kurt, right, the genius behind all of this stuff, helps me create a slide deck. And when I say helps me, he really creates it. Right, this is nothing that I'm doing myself. My graphic design ability is essentially scribbling on a notepad or, or on an iPad in almost illegible writing and maybe circling a picture or two with some arrows. Like, that's it. So Kirk creates this beautiful slide, a series of slides, an entire presentation. And so I email it down and right, as I'm the Wednesday before I'm meant to go, I'm, the, the flight's leaving Thursday. I'm literally trying to come up with ways to back out of this event. I just don't really feel like traveling. I have to rearrange clients. I have to move around schedules. I need to create content for myself. There's all these things that I need to do. And admittedly, in those moments, I didn't realize that as I do now, it was my imposter syndrome rearing its ugly head. So no matter what you think of me on this side of the microphone... No matter how you view the paths I've walked down in life and the stories that I've shared, when left to my own devices and trapped in my own head, I very oftentimes feel very small in my ability. And so I realize that now, and I'm going to share how that could be something you're experiencing as well and what I've done to shift through it in the past seven days. So as I typically do most mornings, right, I get up, I meditate and journal and read and do all these things that I believe all of us should do on a daily basis, but I've really, really been passionate about reading this year as a related, but not really related side note, I'm looking at the stack of books that I've read so far this year and just from December 31st until now, I've already completed six books. Some of that is, right, I'm pounding my chest in the studio, sharing, like, I'm the man. But really what it is, I'm sharing that I just have this voracious hunger for new knowledge right now. For things that are going to expand my capacity in the way that I show up as a a husband, as a father, as a leader, as a mentor, as a coach, as a consultant. Right, it's just, I'm just tearing through things, but implementing them as I go. And so I'm reading these books. And the book that I was reading that Wednesday talks about what it means to connect with other people that you know, like, trust, and respect. And that when given the opportunity, you should always lean into that, no matter what the story is in your head. Man, there's there's some divine intervention going on there, right? I've been reading this book for a day or two, and this is the section I get to as I'm trying to talk myself out of going. Maybe you've been there before, right? That that small voice in your head starts convincing you that you can justify doing things that are different than you planned on. So I'm like, all right, I can't back out. I'm 100% going. 
And so Thursday comes. Thursday is my flight day. I'm supposed to leave at 1 o'clock or so and arrive at 4. There's an exclusive dinner Thursday night, and there's some speakers I want to see Thursday. I've scrambled around in the morning. My bag's packed. I'm at the office creating some content, doing some things I would need to do before I leave. And then I get that dreaded text message. The text message from the airline saying your flight has been delayed. Have you had that happen before? Right, where you didn't want to go somewhere. You tried to convince yourself why it could be okay that you don't go. You suck it up and you decide to go only to have right another door open that would allow you to just say, I can't make it. That's what it was Thursday. And so I see this, and I'm like, all right, I got two choices here. I can call down to Florida and say, look, I can't make it. Or I can stay in the office, create some more content, and still go. Of course, I pick the second. Get down to Florida. Show up at the group dinner. It's already started. I don't even land until 8. And it's a 45-minute from the Tampa airport to Clearwater where the event's at. So I arrive there at 8. It's it's awkward. Right? I haven't been in the hotel yet. I'm fresh off the plane. You know that just disgusting feeling right? post-flying. At least I always feel that way. right? I just want to shower. I want to wash my face. I want to just clean up. But I know there's no time to really do that. So I show up to this very nice restaurant. My suitcase is in hand. My backpack that I travel with. Like, man. Okay. Well, this is going to be fun. And so... I say hi to a couple of people that I recognize. I don't. I can't find Vince. So I'm scanning the room. I look around the room, and then all of a sudden I see Vince at, at this table, and he's, of course, in the center of the table, back against the wall, facing out into the front front of the room. And right here's someone I've watched in the industry for years, someone that I respect immensely. He goes, "Man, where are you going to sit, Ryan?" I said, "I don't know." Like in my mind, I'm still just going to go sit in the corner, be quiet, find somewhere to to relax really kind of be the castaway. He says, no, no, no. Everybody scoot down, Ryan. You're going to sit right next to me. And I'm shocked. I'm shocked, number one, that he would want me to sit next to him in that capacity. I'm shocked, number two, that he moves people aside to clear a spot for me. And then I'm shocked at how friendly and how inviting the entire table is towards me. Again, the imposter syndrome at this minute is so high as I enter this room, right? I'm not cleaned up. I'm not dressed in the right way. I don't think these people know me. I don't think that I have value to necessarily bring because I have this bias that exists. I, I live in my own skin. I do the same things every day. So it's not special to me. It's just who I am. And so we end up staying at dinner for a long time, right? We're there till almost 11 o'clock. And as people at this table are asking questions, it's like the light switch flips to on and I don't even look around for clearance or guidance when people are asking questions people that are paid guests of Vince they're asking about ways to scale their business it's just go time so while Vince is sitting next to me and while the question might have been addressed to him I jump in and share Unfortunately, it was very, very well received. So much so there's a group of six or eight of us that are sitting around long after the restaurant closes, long after most people have left, chatting about ways to really grow and scale businesses. 
Now, as fate would have it, of course, the six of us that are sitting there are the six most successful people in the room. I share that because you may have heard before this saying that success leaves clues. A clue that I would have for you is in rooms like this, when there is spirited conversation that's not alcohol-driven, that's based around business, people that get fired up by the growth of their business will almost always come together and share. And that's what was happening. So I'm able to catch a ride with them back to the hotel. I'm checking in for the first time. It's very late at night. I'm tired. I feel like I still, or I'm not all that clean. And I'm one of the first speakers. And while it might not sound early, right, the, uh, the room opens at 8 o'clock, and I'm speaking at 8.45. And so I know I have to be on it. I've got to be up early. Got to polish my craft. Got to make sure I'm ready to go. And so that's what I do. Right, I'm up early, getting my stuff together. I'm focused. I'm motivated. I'm locked and loaded. Right, I'm, I'm in there. I'm in the room at 7.55. And I'm sitting in the back of the room. And while I've had a chance to meet some of the room, it certainly hasn't been all of it. And I'm the new guy, right? Because the event started on Thursday. And some of the tribe knows me from my live training inside the, the digital platform. But not everybody. So Vince and his team speak until 8.45 or 8.50. He allows people to take a 10-minute break. And he comes to the back of the room and asks, Ryan, how do you want me to introduce you? And I said, that is a great question. All right, how about um, just uh, announce me to the tribe as just a guy that knows how to grow grow impact and income with Facebook without running ads. Then he starts asking for some numeric figures, right? What do we want to share there? So I start sharing, right? Here's where I'm at. Here's what I've done. Here's, here's the income. Here's where I'm trending over the past 90 days. And I say to him, and he, he goes to walk, and then he looks back and kind of tilts his head for a second and says, Wait, what? Really? So yeah, that's that's just those are the numbers. And so he hops on stage, and they start playing the music to bring people back in, and he calls me up, and I just start going. And while there's certainly a slide presentation there that I have that Kurt has spent hours creating, from getting to know the group yesterday and a little bit in the morning, I realize I got to go off cuff a little bit. I got to just share some pieces and parts that I know are currently working. And so that's exactly what I do. The first 15 or 20 minutes is just ad-libbing, working the room, right? Getting people up and out of their chairs, sitting them down, phase shifting as it would be called if you've ever been to a Tony Robbins event or you study NLP. Some of an initial speaker's path, I'm an initial speaker meaning you step on a stage in a new environment, you want to take control, I refer to it as a benevolent alpha, right? Which is actually a term that, Kevin Nation shared with me. And so I want to make people laugh. I want them to feel at home. I want to be relatable, but I want them to know that I'm in control of where we're going. And so I get them to laugh. I get them to stand up. I get them to sit down. I get them to move left and I get them to move right. 
And I'm doing all this as I'm weaving in and out of my presentation. And they very clearly share with me that, right, I have 45 minutes. If it goes a little longer, that's fine. And so I maximize the whole time. Right, I'm, I'm locked and loaded. And as luck would have it, that Friday is the same day that my book launches. Right, the six-figure blueprint, the essential guide for generating more leads, more sales, and more free time, which, as I'm plugging it, is found on the Amazon storefront. I'm sure Kurt will so kindly put a link in the comments. If you haven't picked one up yet, I encourage you to. It helps me. It helps other people. It's, it's under 10 bucks. And so the conversation arc eventually gets to the end where I'm sharing what I do and I encourage people to pick up the book. And I get off the stage and people are clapping and right, I get a little ovation. They make me feel very welcome. And I feel good, right? There's never any jitters for me speaking on stage. And there's about 100 people in the crowd. I get to the back and or there's another break, there's another intermission. And people are coming back to take pictures with me, right, and asking me more questions. And now people are asking to buy the book, and people are buying 10, 15, 20 copies of the book right in front of me. And I'm floored. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm like, I, I, this is crazy to me. Like, I'm just a guy sitting in an office that spends time learning something and then shares it. Well, the day continues on, and the day, of course, eventually turns into night, and there's another dinner. And throughout the course of the evening and into the next day, a handful of people, which feels like quite a few people, come up to me. They tag me in social media posts. They're messaging me saying, like, the mastermind has been incredible. Vince is an amazing guy. Like, I tell you, listening to your organic growth stuff was worth way more than the price of admission. Like, if that was all I got out of it, it was really, really worthwhile. I'm like, man, this this is bananas to me. Right here I am, if I go back in time just 48 hours earlier, I'm trying to talk myself into going because I don't feel like I deserve to be in the room. And now there's 80, 90, 100 people that all know me, found value in what I shared, and are communicating with me in a way that shows that I do have something of value. And all this leads itself into this inflection point in your nice conversation about, okay, There's the what and the why. Here's a lesson that I've learned. And the lesson that I learned during this time period was by putting in the work and putting in the reps on a daily consistent basis, right? I call it massive daily imperfect action. By doing that for long enough, right? Getting into the compound effect by Darren Hardy. What it is that I find to be very simple and easy now is revolutionary, new, and world-changing for a bunch of people. And that if I, or you, begin to remember that the people that are asking for your help or people that you come across don't know the things that you know, And they're searching for the answers that you have that you believe come very easy. If you remember those things, it starts to diminish that imposter syndrome. Right? Because I get to know Vince even better at his mastermind. And I get to know Joel Marion and some other brilliant, brilliant individuals. Some big, high-level producers. 
it's like, man, it's just not that dissimilar. Right? They're just at a slightly different point in their journey than I'm in. Which then brings me back to the time I got the, the distinct honor and privilege of interviewing Lewis Howes on the show. I'm like, man, he's just not any different than I am. He's just at a different point. And I forget this all the time. I forget what it's like to be me, and I'm always comparing myself to someone else. To the perceived impact they're making, to the perceived number of clients they have, to the perception of the money they're making, the associations that they have that have to put them in a different place than I'm in. Well, certainly it's easy to say, well, those comparisons are what limit us all, but it's different to actually feel it in the moment and realize, like, man, if I just showed up places and smiled and was myself, no different than when you show up places and you smile in yourself and you share from a heart-centered place, people connect with you. You have value to offer. And from having that value to offer, it changes the perception that people have of what's possible for them. And isn't that what so much of life is really about? Altering our own perceptions and other people's perceptions of reality? I know it is for me. And so I want you to consider right now, in your life, where are all the places you could be experiencing some level of an imposter syndrome? When we talk about the gym... For me, that was always the case, right? With my body, the body dysmorphia, the, the doubting my size, the needing for anabolics consistently, the thinking that some number on the scale was going to make me more than in comparison to somebody else instead of just realizing I'm good with who I am. And then into relationships. That everybody has the perfect relationship or that other people's lives are better or more enchanted or more magical than mine. They're just not. Right? We all go through trials and tribulations. Then, of course, the easiest imposter syndrome in the world is around business. I don't care what business owner that I've come across, if they're honest with me, which eventually we all get to that point, none of us really know what the hell we're doing. We are consistently failing with excellence. We're doing the best we can with the knowledge we have, and we're paying for new knowledge because it shortens our learning curve, and that makes us more lethal in our industry. Those things need to be stacked on top of each other to start to eliminate the imposter syndrome that you and I probably share together. Because I can tell you, now that I'm on the backside of that, eliminating and working to consistently eliminate that level of imposter syndrome is a beautiful place to operate from. I'm Ryan Nidell, wishing you truly unlimited success.